Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 47, no, 494. Just about bumped back in time there. We were time talking travel. about time travel just before the show, <laughs> and that almost happened. 494, and it's Wednesday, March the 8th, 2017. So nice to have you here tonight. Nelson Hudis is joining us, and uh, he's standing by with his Star Trek communicator. We're going to be testing the sound quality in a real live telephone call with Nelson. Uh, and also, uh, I hear he's got one of the original series Bluetooth communicators oh, as well. So if we're lucky, we may get a chance to actually hear a comparison of the two Bluetooth communicators. Exciting. This is exciting for all of us nerdy geeks. <laughs> I'm, I've been waiting for this, so hey, stick around. <laughs> Sasha Dermatis, how are you? I am great, and here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. A San Francisco startup is 3D printing entire houses in just one day. A new method of storing data in DNA stores 215 petabytes of data on a single gram of DNA. Robots with real muscles and skin, it could become a thing sooner than we imagined. And the Nintendo Switch is having big problems with its little screen. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie Ferguson, and tonight I am joined once again by Sasha Dermatis. Hey, everyone. Nice to see you. Nice to be here. And, of course, Henry Bailey Brown is back on the set. I'm it back. It's such a pleasure to have you back, man. It's great to be back. I How did this guys. even happen? I don't know. It's like teleporter or something. We're just know. like, hey, Henry, you want to come on and promote your Well, your I had to beam down. So. And then all of a sudden, he's, yeah. he's co-host number two. Yep. And, I'm, uh, I'm we back. Appreciate I'm yeah. back <laughs> it's great to be here, guys. Very good. Uh, we did a feature a while back. We were talking about Raspberry Pi and how yes. it can be used to to like create and build and become a maker. And yeah. Raspberry Pi has since become our biggest seller on our website. And that's exciting. And it's so it makes me so happy to see so many people really interested in getting, getting their hands on something like this. I think there's a, a few people out there and right now. Exactly. And it's it, it's great to see so much like ambition behind people. They Absolutely. want to get out there and try something. So I'd love to hear what kind of projects are happening in the community. Uh, yeah. I'd like to get, you know, doing some more stuff with you as well. Have you been tinkering a, oh, yeah, anymore? Every day. Yeah. Every day. It's, it's hard not yeah. to. That's the thing. And especially with the new Pi because it has both Bluetooth as well as wi wireless capability. Right. So there's a lot of really neat stuff. But yeah, for sure. But I really want to see what the community is doing because there's so many out there now mm -hmm. so are they going to become sentient and become <laughs> like Cylons. Uh, I don't know if we're quite there yet. I but don't know. <laughs> thanks to everybody who has been shopping at cat5.tv slash pi. It's a great place to get started because you get a kit and you can get uh, get going with your Raspberry Pi mm -hmm. build. And uh, it's it's really fun. It's a lot of excitement and uh, it's a great way to learn how to tinker with, uh, with electronics. I want to I get one and turn it into um, like a smart picture frame. Yeah, that's you were mentioning I that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, so. I've seen some really cool projects. Uh, Jeff had mentioned uh, somebody who had created a mirror that's a two-way mirror, and it looked like it had uh, weather forecast right. kind of broadcast onto the back right. of the mirror and sort stuff. Of that's like cool stuff. Black Mirror-esque, which is uh, that Netflix show, but they do that in the Netflix okay. show, the creepy Netflix show. That's oh, awesome. Okay. You watch. So we'll do the non creepy version. Yes, okay. Exactly. Tonight, speaking of really cool technology, now, of course, we have, uh, you know, been waiting for this, us Trekkies. Uh, and if you're a Trek uh, fan, then you know uh, the technology has been there for a while to have Bluetooth communicators. Like we're talking Star Trek com badges. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, the original series had the flip style communicator. But tonight, we're looking uh, at first, anyways, we're looking at at the TNG version of the Bluetooth com badge from cat5.tv slash Star Trek. And we're joined by my good friend, uh, Nelson Hudis, who's standing by, and we can't actually hear you right now, Nelson. So Nelson is on the screen. He has his Bluetooth uh, communicator on. And what we're, in fact, going to do tonight is something that I haven't seen done yet. We're going to give you a call, Nelson. So make sure you've got... You can hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay, so you, what you're hearing there is the speaker on my laptop. So I'm going to mute that completely, and uh, that's what just happened there. I just muted your, uh, your speaker, so now if you speak, nobody's going to hear you. So give it a try. Nelson, you can hear me? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Not here, Nelson. It's real. <laughs> so what we're going to now, we've got a smartphone plugged into the mixing console here, and we're going to give uh, Nelson a quick phone call. So, Nelson, if you are ready to go, 
This is a live demonstration of the real quality of the Bluetooth Star Trek The Next Generation communicator. Now, I haven't made any adjustments or tweaks or anything like that to my phone. The call, call's coming in? Okay, now I'm going to turn up my phone a little bit because we're using the speaker output. Hi, Nelson. Can you hear? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. <laughs> So, so this we're talking over we're talking over the Star Trek Next Generation communicator. There you go. So it sounds a lot like uh, like a Bluetooth headset to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Like if any time I've used uh, say a Jawbone or something like that. Yeah. It, we've got that kind of a, a a sound to it. So let's okay. let's give this a little bit of a test, Nelson. So how you been? What's new? I've been great. Been great. Winter's been great, and uh, looking forward to spring. And um, love love having love having this. Um, I got the first one, as you know, last summer, and it was one of those had-to-have-it moments. And then when this one came along, it was the same thing. Just had to have it because I've been a Star Trek fan since day one. Sure. Since 1960, since 1966. Wow. So, okay, Next Generation versus the original series, the show. What's all your favorite? Hands down, all hands down, the original, of course. Yeah, you think so? Absolutely. There's no, there's no, there's no you know, um, I'm just, I'm just, uh... You know, a Star Trek uh, original series, big fan. I love, I love Next Gen, but uh, uh, my preference is the original. We've just started, uh, my wife and I have just started watching Star Trek The Next Generation uh, about well, a couple months ago with my daughter. She's 11, and they re-released it on Blu-ray, and when they did that, they redid um, all of the episodes using the original master copies. So it's been completely wow. re redone. It looks beautiful, Nelson. They've done such a good job. So from from Encounter at Farpoint right through, and we're you know about halfway through the first season now, it's uh, astonishing. It looks like something it could have been shot a week ago uh, with, with the quality that they've done. Wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I heard that they were trying to do something uh, uh, with Deep Space Deep Space Nine to turn that into HD. No uh, way. There's a move. There's a there's a, uh, a, bi a, a biography being put together by a lot of the actors and Leonard Nimoy's son Adam Nimoy, who yep. released the, the movie about his father last September, is involved with it apparently. Cool. That's awesome. Sasha was just talking about yeah. that just before the show. Yeah, I just started watching it. I've got about 75% of the way through so it. So you watch wow. it partway through on Netflix? Yeah. That's and cool. And it's incredible. Now I want to watch cool. actual Star Trek. Cool. I mean... <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's turned me on to Star Trek. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about uh, the movie Leonard Nimoy's son did, Adam? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. You pay close attention to the credit. Okay. Is there some, are you is, in there? Yes, I am. I was a backer in that. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> That's amazing. Very, 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 very small backer. <laughs> how, how did you? How did you land that, my man? Uh, it was a Kickstarter campaign that Adam Nimoy did. It was two summers ago when he was trying to raise money for for to uh, to do to do the movie. Really? And, yeah, Nelson, wow. I've never thought of you as the kind of guy who goes and blows a whole bunch of money on Star Trek fandom. <laughs> I, did not I did not blow a lot. Okay. Hey, that's awesome, man. Oh, I'd, I'd love to see it. Uh, yeah. And I, I did start watching that. So, okay, we've got the next generation Bluetooth communicator. So this is a real deal Bluetooth com badge. It connects to your phone. Uh, so you're talking on a, s a smartphone right now? Yep. I'm I'm, I certainly am. So you've been using this for how long? A couple months since it was first yeah, released? Yeah, since it was released. I, I, I actually pre-ordered and got it and I've uh, been playing with it a little bit. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been fun. Have you worn it's it in fun. Have you worn it in, in the grocery store yet? <laughs> no. no. Oh. I, I did no. discover one thing for any of my geek fans out there yeah. who are maybe a little bit self-conscious about their geekdom. Mm -hmm. such as myself, I figured it out. What? Nelson, I've got what? the solution. I'm, I'm really big on, you know, so far we've shown you how to improve the magnet. Uh, we did right. that on the show. Make sure you go onto our website if you want to learn about that. Mm -hmm. Now I've got a way that us uber geeks can still use the <laughs> com badge. I figured it out. Ready for it? Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Wow. High tech. Oh, you're showing off the magnet, I bet. Oh, yeah. It's right there, folks. Yeah. 
I think you have a cricket in your, uh, in your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be done. It had to be done. <laughs> Nelson, you can't see us just yet, but you'll watch it on the on demand and you'll get it and you'll laugh. Uh, I absolutely. hope you will. Uh, so you've had this one for a bit and you've been using it. Um, have you noticed a sound quality difference or any, any difference between this and the original series, uh, Bluetooth communicator? Now that one, do you have it with you? Can you hold that up for us? Uh, sure. This, this is, this is, this is uh, this is the original series one. Oh, to, wow. to answer your question, um, I think the sound is quality is, is really good on the next gen. Yeah, it's just a little it's just a little bit low in volume, I think, uh, yeah. compared to this one. And I wonder. So now, sh- and we're gonna. I'm gonna get a call from that communicator in just a moment's time. I wonder if it's simply the distance. I mean, you're wearing this on on your chest. And I'm wearing mine as well. So, um, you know, you're going to position it somewhere around here. And it's basically like a, a Bluetooth speakerphone. So we're, uh, uh, you know, about a foot, foot and a half from the microphone itself. Whereas when you're holding your, your uh, original series one, it's right up to your mouth. So that may be the difference all in and of itself, eh? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, so that's so. our first impressions of the next generation Bluetooth Com badge. What do you think? Comment below. I- I love, I love it. I, I love it, too. Everybody else loves it. I think it looks yeah. amazing. I think that there's no reason why anybody shouldn't be proud to walk around with it on. Yeah, especially, like, the original one. Like, come on. Like, that, if, if I saw somebody walking by with that, I just I have so much there respect a, for that person. Guy, when, when, when this one actually came out, there were a whole bunch of people posting videos of reviews, and there was one guy that was actually in a Starbucks, <laughs> and his, his phone rang, and he answered it on this, and, it, you know, just the the stares of people looking at it, you know, where did you get this thing? And, oh, know, yeah. He was beamed know, down. I've, I've actually taken it uh, with me, believe it or not, family functions. My family gets mad at me when I do it, but I do it. <laughs> and, uh, family are always really supportive about that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a lot of family that are also Star Trek fans, but I'm talking about going to weddings and things like that, and people who are a little older who know the original series. And, you know, I'll ask them if they're an original series fan, and the answer comes out, of course, they are. And I whip this thing out, and, like, it's just like, oh, my God, I have to have one of those. Where did you get it? Yeah. You know? Awesome. Um, and everybody just says, "How that is so cool, you know? It, so. it's, a, it's a cultural icon, really, when you think about it. And, so, and like I've said at the top of the show, we have been waiting for this kind of technology to just happen. It should have, it's the natural evolution of Bluetooth is to create these kinds of devices, and it's exciting to see them happening. Um, and they're only going to get better and better over time, and I think that's, that's part of the excitement as well. So it's, it's nice to be on the, the cutting edge of this technology, finally seeing the light of day. Uh, the, two com- the, the two companies that made these, they could have actually even gone a step further. I mean, they could have made this an actual cell phone if they wanted instead of... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They could, have, they, could, they could have done the same thing with this. But their, their thought process was, well, everybody's already got a phone, so they're not going to go out and buy right. this as a phone because it's big and bulky, right? And you can't do all the things that you can do on a smartphone, so why would they do that, right? Mm-hmm. But they could have. You know what else? I mean, when you open that up for us, um, we can see that it's true to the original prop. It's it's like a replica. So as it's soon as totally, you well, there's, there's there's stories about that, and actually, I did a lot of reading about that because mm-hmm. I wanted to know when I first found this thing that was going to be sold. I found it about eight months before it was even available. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, there's a website that talks about uh, how what they did was. There were only 10 of them originally made for the original Star Trek series between 1966 and 69, and a lot of them got lost, but there were some that were preserved. One of them actually, I believe it was Paul Allen, who um, bought it and put it in a museum, uh, found it at auction, uh, Microsoft, uh, Paul Allen, and uh, they actually took scans, I think, of that one to create this. That's how legit it is. That's, That's fantastic. How it is. They they want they wanted it to be so perfect because they knew that if it wasn't, the <laughs> yeah. there would be an outrage, Very uproar. <laughs> so, yes. so they took their time in creating the most perfect replica because they wanted it to be a hit, and they knew that if it wasn't a hit, that they they would have gotten beaten up. That's so awesome. That. And, and, and I think they were right in doing so and not rushing sure. the market because 
it ha it ha I mean, if you go on the website where you can buy it, all the comments are, you know, just that. It is a huge hit. They've been waiting for 50 years to have something like that. Yeah. And then the opposite happened with the uh, TNG badge in, in that when Paramount released all the prop replicas, they were not based on the show. They were uh, glossy metallic. They, um, they were very shiny gold and silver. And they were very, very thin. And then when the next generation Bluetooth communicator came out, all of a sudden people said, oh, that doesn't look quite the same as the actual communicator. But if you look at the show, this is actually more accurate to the show than those prop replicas that we got at, at Paramount uh, in years gone by, and even oh, yeah. the one that I have. Mm -hmm. and, and, they didn't, and, and the, those replicas really didn't do anything. The, these yeah. two devices are the very first two to market that actually do stuff. Bring us I mean, joy. All the, all, all the rest, not only that, but I mean, all the rest of the, those replicas were just toys. These yeah. aren't toys. These are actually working models. Uh, we prefer to, to say cosplay rather than toys, but, uh, you know, I understand where okay. you're going with this. I understand. Uh, okay, so Nelson is, is currently speaking on the next generation Bluetooth communicator that you see on the screen there. That is what we're hearing his voice through. And uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a really quick break as Nelson uh, establishes a connection with the original series Bluetooth communicator. And then when we come back, we're going to be speaking with him on that. We're going to see the call difference. I'm not going to change anything from our audio standpoint, so everything you hear is going to be one for one, an exact comparison between the two Bluetooth heads, uh, communicators. So sounds, stick around. Sounds, sounds great, and you'll, you'll, you'll give me a call like before, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're going to reestablish okay. the call right after the break. Thanks, Nelson. Okay. We're going to be right back with Nelson Hudis as we look at the Star Trek Bluetooth communicators from cat5.tv slash Star Trek. We'll be right back after this. Now here's another great way you can support the shows you love from the Category5.tv network by shopping at GearBest. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Cat5.tv slash GearBest. It's an online store for the geek streak in you. Or the loved ones. Well, of course. I mean, especially your loved ones, right? Uh, because Cat5.tv slash GearBest, quite frankly, has all of the greatest tech gifts that you could ever hope for at rock-bottom prices. Do they have cell phones? You betcha. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has a wide assortment of unlocked Android cell phones and tablets. What about compute, uh, consumer electronics? Those make a great gift. Absolutely. From high-tech watches to action cameras, headphones, even virtual reality headsets. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has you covered. They literally have it all, Jeff. Literally. Really? It's like a superstore right from the comfort of your own chair at your computer through the interweb. Yeah, I, there's no way they have it all. It's true. It's just a bunch of ele uh, random electronics. Test me. Um, what about clothes? Yep. Both men and women, fashionable apparel at rock bottom, super duper prices. Kind of like this. Well, look at this coat. What do you think? It's a slimming mock leather jacket. I love it. It's available for less than $30 plus free shipping at cat5.tv slash gearbest. All right. You kind of got me there. Wow. Any other questions for me, Jeff? Uh, now that the winter has passed, flying season. Do they have any good deals on, say, drone copters? Oh, my goodness. Well, check this out. Dude, they have everything. Check out over 500 various drones. And not only that, they're available marked down by about 30 to up to 63% off the regular price. Love it. What's the website again? Well, you're going to find GearBest on our partners' pages for any of your favorite Category 5 TV shows like New Every Day, Category 5 Technology TV, The Pixel Shadow. Uh, but of course, if you want to shop absolutely right now and you want to go straight to the site, all you have to do is visit cat5.tv slash GearBest. See, that's easy cat5.tv slash your best. That's right. Happy shopping. 
Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and tonight we're speaking with Nelson Hudis, who is helping us to demonstrate for you the actual call quality of the Star Trek, the Next Generation, and the original series Bluetooth communicators from cat5.tv slash Star Trek. That's just a simple uh, quick link for you that helps you to be able to find uh, where you can purchase that from. Nelson Hudis is standing by. We do not have audio from you, sir, although I really want to... Uh, kind of hold my microphone up to Skype just so that people can hear the sound effects that are coming off of this device. Now, you heard my comm badge. It sounds just like a Next Generation comm badge. That's awesome. Nelson, I'm going to just kind of jump in here down to the microphone. Could you, could you open that up for me, the uh, original series? Do that again a couple times. And I'm not sure if, if folks at home can hear that or not, because I'm just kind of, I'm just holding my microphone up to that. Uh, that is fantastic. Okay, so now we're going to hear the call quality uh, of that particular device. You ready, Nelson? He's ready. We can't hear him now. I'm just going to establish that call. Here we go. So remember, we haven't changed anything in our settings. So let's watch Nelson and see when he gets the call. Oh, he's, he's got the flip. Nelson, I can't hear you, so are we synced to the correct device? Oh. Yep. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, so, we're synced. Hey, oh, oh, there we go. My goodness. That's loud. Talk to That's me, baby. Good. good quality. You like the you like the sound quality on this? That sounds exceptional. That was yeah, my that was bit, that was my Captain bit, Kirk, by the way. It's a bit it's it's a bit louder than hey, the other one. <laughs> but it's not it's not safe for driving. At least you can use the other one for driving, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll give it that. We'll there. give it that. Um, okay, well, let's, uh, let's have a conversation. So tell us about this one. You know a lot about this, and how is that? How is that? Well, this is still... Found, now, this is down there? I found it online. Oh, my I goodness. Found it, <laughs> I found it online by accident about a year and a half ago. I guess it was November of 2015 okay. and they were and they had announced that it was going to be actually they announced it a few months before that but I found it in November and I it was one of those had to have it moments like I told you before mm. and I ordered it pre-ordered it it was supposed to come uh, end of December didn't come they pushed it back to January they pushed it back to April they pushed it back again and again and again because they didn't have all the correct components what is this Star Trek Discovery <laughs> I said, "What no, is this Star yeah, Trek yeah, Discovery?" Yeah, I, know, I know what you're. I know what you're talking yeah. about. But oh. they pushed it back because they wanted the device to be perfect. And I finally got it July the third or fourth um, last summer, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just been amazing. I love. It's just been amazing. Absolutely. In love fact, I even quality. found. I even found online. They they don't sell this with it, but I found this uh, little thing to clip onto okay. my belt. Nice. Yeah. So this gives you the full like TOS experience. So do you have do you have uh, the uniform and everything? Like do you go to the the conventions with this and? Oh, I've been to conventions and stuff like that. And if you'll just hang on for one second, yeah, I'm gonna put this down and I'm gonna come right back in two seconds. Okay. <laughs> Please don't be a red shirt. Well, this is yeah. <laughs> just, oh oh oh! I see uh, something's going on here. Oh, there oh go. he's got oh, the house nice. coat. He's got the house coat. I'm like you real. You remember that we're on live TV here, right now? So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this, you, you said to, you said to wear a uniform, so this is the only one that I have. He's got uh, the house coat. Nice. That's that works. awesome. <laughs> I've got oh, the Starfleet boy. house coat. Beautiful see, insignia and all. Definitely a TOS fan when you've got the uh, TOS house coat. That's cool. I, to I, to I told you that before. Now, the sound quality, when you had it down on the desk, was just as good as, as I would expect. And that was, now that was further away than the, uh, the next generation Bluetooth um, comm badge. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I can, I can take it this far. How far? I, I don't know. Is it still good? It still sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's still crystal yeah. clear. Yeah, just a okay. little quieter, that's all. Now, how do you find that the noise is when you're in a, like a, a busy spot? Um, say, say you're at a concert and you're talking on your Star Trek communicator, because I know that happens all the time. <laughs> I haven't done that, Robbie. <laughs> Starbucks, maybe. But I'll let you know the next time I do. Okay. Thanks, man. Okay, well, I think, I think hands down, the original series communicator uh, sounds better i mean it sounds amazing 
Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll give it that. But the, you have to you have to take into account the the original series one is it this is what it is. Close yeah. To his mouth. It's got a lot more yeah. space for yeah. circuitry and things like that. that. One oh, and, is, it, and it comes with. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I don't know that Lots we of sound effects too. Well. You, <laughs> See, you can hear those sound effects, but us on the receiving end of the call, we cannot hear those sound effects. You can post-produce uh, those. You can. Make I them just, yeah. just had Spock the Enterprise <laughs> Spock here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. It looks so neat. Love it. Now, I know yeah, folks... It comes, it, it comes with a ton of sound effects on it. I, I, could, I wish I could play some for you. Well, we, we've had you on the show before, and if, if you're interested in checking this out, go to cap5.tv slash Star Trek, and we'll actually put that video on that particular device, Nelson, so that folks can hear that. Okay. And it's so loud getting that we're getting feedback. Okay? Well, that's, I can hold it away. No, but that's how crystal clear it is. It's so, it has so much good oomph to it. <laughs> that I'm, it was I'm, one of like the sound mic, effects. Right? I was like, oh, that's kind yeah. of a, oh, no, so if, sound if, effect. If you hear that little bit of echo when Nelson speaks, that's entirely because you're hearing him through our microphones yeah. because right. it's boomingly loud. Like when he started talking, you saw me kind Hello. of like this, and I'm looking around like, is there any way I can turn him down? It was that much louder, so... Very cool stuff. Well, I appreciate the call, Nelson. Did we lose the call right there? I think we did lose the call, so I'll just uh, I'll unmute that, but you folks can't hear it. Nelson, appreciate the call very, very much. You can hear me. Uh, the folks at home can't hear you, but uh, thanks for demonstrating that for us. Uh, what do you think? That's our comparison review of the call quality of the Star Trek The Next Generation and the Star Trek The Original Series uh, communicators. Um, you can find both of them at cat5.tv slash Star Trek, but Beyond that, I mean, hey, uh, if you're a collector, if you are a fan of Star Trek of either of those shows, uh, I think they're they're both uh, they're a very cool, cool <laughs> device. And while that next uh, next generation communicator doesn't quite have the sound quality, for sure, he's making calls. He's making calls. Um, <laughs> Nelson, I'm gonna I can't hear you, so I'm gonna let you go, my friend. Thanks for being on the show. We'll follow up. Take care. Uh, I think as a collector, you know, I'm I'm a bit of an amateur collector in that, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the budget mm-hmm. to spend the money that a lot of folks do have, but right. but I like mm-hmm. to have some things that are, you know, I've got a Starfleet uniform. I actually have to yeah, um, have go to Fan Expo yeah. one, one of these days. I really want to, yeah. I never watched the original series. Yeah. I watched some of Next Generation uh, like not not every single week or was it sure. on once a week or once a day? Uh every day, every weekday. Yeah. Every week. Well, I didn't watch that often, obviously, mm-hmm. but I loved it, The Next Generation. Yeah. Right? So I like this. Cool. I, I would totally wear it in the grocery store. Not a problem. You'd meet new people. We That'd accept that challenge. How did the batteries last on it? Like, is it a full day? Um, or? You know, I haven't, I haven't ever worn it nonstop for an entire day. Hmm. I haven't had it die on me. But, so if I knock yeah, <laughs> No, true. Um, but I tend to, I'm the kind of guy that I'll plug it in at the end of the day anyways. So oh, okay, cool. I've never run it for more. But it, it'd mm-hmm. be an interesting test for sure. But I'm just happy it's rechargeable and you don't need like sure. double A's or something. I yeah, just you just, just plug it in. It'd there be super great for people commuting. It actually would. I like that. It's free. I like that. Yeah. There you go. All right, comment below. Let us know your thoughts on both of these communicators. uh, Who's the clear winner? And uh, if you've got one, post us a picture or a video of you uh, testing yours out in the grocery store or wherever you (laughs) may happen to go. Uh, This is Category 5 Technology TV, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're going to jump over to the newsroom and find out what's going on over there. Our newsroom, technically, is just kind of pan over just a little bit. I get my own camera. You get your own camera. That Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category5.tv newsroom. A San Francisco startup is 3D printing entire houses in just one day. A new method of storing data in DNA stores 215 petabytes of data in a single gram of DNA. Robots with real muscles and skin. It could become a thing sooner than we imagined. And the Nintendo Switch is having big problems with its little screen. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston. Yaman. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? You're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. 
One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. For just $5 and a bit of change per month, you are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month. Go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories for the week of March 8th, 2017. A San Francisco-based 3D printing startup, Apis Core, has come up with an exceedingly affordable solution for building new houses. It can 3D print concrete walls for a small house in under 24 hours. What? I know! 24 hours. One day, <laughs> Apis Core recently used its massive 3D printer to lay down co- concrete walls on a test home in a site in Russia where it has a business partner printing out a cozy but livable 400 square foot house. The machine, which looks more like a small crane than a conventional 3D printer, spits out layer upon layer of concrete mixture, a concrete mixture that the company says can last for 175 years. After printing out the walls, the printer is removed and a group of contractors install insulation, windows, appliances, and a roof. It's not entirely clear whether the whole house was finished and furnished in 24 hours or whether or not the walls were just printed in that time. The company says that it can build and furnish these small houses for a cost of about $10,000 and according to the company's blog on the project, the windows and doors were by far the most expensive component. These houses could be used to help quickly rehouse those affected by natural disasters, the company said. They might also be of use in its own hometown, where an influx of technology workers in recent years has created a housing shortage, cri- a sh- housing shortage <laughs> crisis for the city. I'm excited about this too, Sasha. Oh my gosh. really love This is cool. So I have to just take it back to Jamaica for a second. So. All right, man. Okay. So in Jamaica... Um, Jamaicans, they don't go into debt to build their houses. So they okay. save up money and they buy a cinder block, right? And then they save up more money and oh, they yeah? buy a cinder block. And then one block at a time. One block at a time. And they Neat. build their houses one room at a time out of cinder blocks, Neat. right? So wow. big okay. houses have just had a lot of years put into sure. them, huh. right? But if this is only $10,000 furnished, right? So now oftentimes these houses don't have windows. Like they have window spaces, but not sure. actual windows because mm-hmm. there's they do take more money and time yeah mm-hmm. but, but that is incredible for countries like that right absolutely but uh, w- with windows and doors being said to be the most expensive component but it still is done within a ten thousand dollar budget yeah and and hopefully yeah and that's the cool thing too is that i'm one of those people who follows the tiny house movement yeah, yeah. and it's just like somebody like yeah, 400 me, square feet f- is that's perfect. perfect yeah so it's like as a young adult like being 22 years old i can't really mortgage a house yeah renting is another option but Hey, yeah, get your own plot of land, and there you go. You that can, is great, and it takes like 15 minutes to clean 400 square feet. Ah. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Although you, you get a lot of, uh, of cement dust. Well, you can be a technology minimalist, right, where you mm. own a lot of things, but it's all only on your computer. Well, and, and yeah, and you just put solar panels <laughs> on the roof and That's what have I'm thinking, a little yeah. wind turbine and you're off the grid. I can see so yeah. many little... cool uses for this. Even, yeah, think about that as a, yeah. as a cottage or something like that too. Yeah, and again, even said like for housing crisis and like uh, mm. disasters and stuff too, that's huge. Or even the homeless population, right? So mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. of places where there's just a settlement of homeless people, it wouldn't take a lot of money to actually fundraise wow. up and have a set of 20 of those houses and sure. have them just a free stop in place right maybe have them patrol some or, foundation right? needs to be created or mm-hmm. adopt this as mm-hmm. something that they do because if it can be done this cheaply mm-hmm. and, and 
Yeah, and I would expect that there's less parts to move. I think about this reminds me a little bit of modular homes. But oh, modular yeah. homes, are, they have to be transported. They're built in but, a factory and they're brought there. And there's a lot of there's a lot of carbon footprint. There's a lot of in comparison. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this is this is concrete being poured at the site by a 3D printer. I just. I love it. I love the thought. Even in in the states, they have the tornado alley or whatever sure. it's yeah. called, mm-hmm. right? Concrete is a pretty solid Con- house. Exactly. Concrete's mm-hmm. not going to blow away. It's a bunker. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'd Very live cool. in one. I'd live in one. <laughs> I think it looks. I told nice you it was going to be a great news week. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's your story <laughs> it's number so one. Exciting. Wow. <laughs> okay. What do you got for us next? Ten years ago, if you wanted to back up some of your old photos, you might have stored them on a big, clunky external hard drive that weighed mm. a couple of pounds and was a pain to lug around. It's true. I might, I might have done that. You might have done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ten years from now, you may back, it all, back up all the data from your entire life on just a few grams of DNA. Embedded in the code of life, researchers have now encoded a 1895 French film, a computer virus, and a $50 Amazon gift card. This is not the first time scientists have turned to the double helix for storage, but it has always been difficult to encode more than a few hundred characters of data without turning it into an undecipherable mess. In their new paper out on Friday in Science, Yenif Yenif Ehrlich and Dina Zelensky from the New York Genome Center and Columbia University, respectively, detail a major improvement. Their new method, dubbed DNA Fountain, is able to store a total of over 2 megabytes of data in 72,000 DNA strands and easily retrieve it. The method allows them to pack 215 petabytes of data on a single gram of DNA. Yeah, the DNA Foundation technique is remarkable in its resistance to errors and ability to maximize the storage capacity of DNA. Before we're all walking around with bits of DNA on our key rings instead of flash drives, however, sequencing will have to become significantly cheaper. But that might happen sooner than we realize. This year, Illumina announced plans to bring the cost of sequencing an entire human genome sequencing down to $100. Sequencing a few megabytes of data would cost a small fraction of that. Wow. I have a question, though. Yeah? DNA. Yeah? So... How it's in get... us to give. <laughs> How would you? I don't. I don't get it. Well, I was trying to. I was trying not to laugh halfway through because right now we're carrying like USB drives and stuff. Yeah. Because of course that's on like an actual physical. It's a computer. Right. <laughs> when we're shifting to DNA, I was thinking like, do I have to like bring a hamster in my pocket and just have a hamster <laughs> everywhere I go? So <laughs> store, like, if, there's no. DNA in me. Could you just store stuff in no. your own hand? How it works is that they're probably like encoding on like the actual bits of DNA because like as you know like with a computer, with the bits it's rather on and off like the binary right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're probably doing a similar approach with DNA, just on like that small ones and zeros. But it's so somehow yeah. Yeah, because like I, I would want to read that paper for like more in depth information to see mm-hmm. how they are doing that it just because doesn't make any sense to me. It, like like it, just, it makes sense for me for like I read that it and idea. Thought, okay, I have great questions to, about this. To be fair. Scientists are just figuring this out. <laughs> okay. So okay. it's it's okay if if it's not quite clear the science behind it to right. lay people like ourselves. Because I feel like we're just <laughs> discovering some things about our own DNA, right? Like, sure, like yeah. for as, as far as illnesses go and everything, we're just like examining our own DNA and that's mm. taken us some time. And now we're going to be storing data onto DNA. I guess it's not our DNA that mm-hmm. we're storing data onto. No, yet. I don't think so. I mean, this isn't minority report, so, right? You'd have to have it would have to be that DNA becomes the data, right? Yeah, because that's that's interesting. Because I just thought of a science science fiction concept. Because they said that they were able to encode it's, an it's Amazon been done before. Okay, but no, but like if they can encode an Amazon gift card on this, does sure. that mean oh, like can you inject yourself with like? Money or something then? Right, Lots of so money. then the person... Stealing DNA as well, money. Well, would it be impossible to steal data then? Because you'd have to be a DNA match to the person, Ooh. right? Like, could it be something hmm. like that? My DNA can, is the only DNA that unlocks can unlock that, that data. DNA? Yeah. Your DNA becomes the decryption key. Right. Wow. We just, we just one-upped the scientists. Yes. Nicely done, Sasha. Good job, guys. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well done, everybody. Call it a yeah, night. Exactly. Write it down. Who needs Write it down. Make sure we don't forget. Really. Yeah. Okay. 
Oxford University researchers said last week that robots dressed in human flesh would benefit people who need tissue transplants and not benefit anybody's nightmares. Scientists are already growing muscles, bones, and mini organs in the lab, but these tissues are generally small and simple. That's why two scientists from Oxford University are proposing that we use humanoid robots to grow engineered tissues instead. At present, human cells are grown in stationary environments, but their report suggests that moving humanoids could help them develop in a far healthier way theory, I agree. Researchers Pierre-Alex Mouthy and Andrew Carr propose in the latest issue of Science Robotics that robots could wear tissue grafts before transplantation. Today, sheets of cells are grown in stagnant tanks, but the scientists say that these fail to mimic the real mechanical environment for cells. The resulting tissues aren't accustomed to moving and stretching and straining, which can introduce problems when used by patients. The scientists say it's not only technically possible to do, but also scientifically pertinent that this be pursued. Hmm. Yes-ish. Yes-ish. I like Are that. you scared because this is a robot? This is like, I love robots, but I want robots to look like robots. I'm scared of robots looking like people. But would this not just be robots like doing jumping jacks in a lab somewhere and wearing some moving like this? Just wearing like skin suits. I feel like like wearing an egg yeah. suit. From well, Men growing, in Black. <laughs> yeah, but growing flesh on themselves in order so that you know like if they, they need, like if they need to grow like arm muscles, well right. they can they can just do this over and over all day long. Like the test muscle. thing in IKEA. Where they test the seats. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Oh, they yeah, have all like of the, the chairs, right? And then yeah. they have I don't the one sit through machine commercials. that like... No, it's in Ikea. It's technology, oh, in Ikea. Man. Oh, I haven't Ikea. been to Ikea. Ever? Ever. What? It's, it's like on the other side of the earth. You've heard it here, Highway folks. Highway 7. It's on the other He's side of the earth. He's never been to Ikea. 35-minute <laughs> <laughs> drive. I order all of my furniture from Amazon. Use our affiliate links. Please do. Um, but... <laughs> Um, at Ikea, they have robots that test the furniture ongoing. So okay. say it's like a chair from Ikea, mm -hmm. and then they have like a little robot bum that sits in it oh, yeah? and gets back up and sits in it and gets back up forever and ever. It's like a stress, show. stress test. Right. So this is what it would do for the skin, right? Yeah, I guess so. But it's, still, it's still super creepy. It would be it. creepy to look at, mm -hmm. but really but beneficial idea. for all Medi of the people. Medically yeah. and scientifically <laughs> sounds like... A very viable proposition. Mm -hmm. Super creepy, <laughs> but awesome. Cool! Sales figures suggest Nintendo's new hybrid handheld console, which went on sale on Friday, has become the fastest-selling game console in the Japanese company's history, with many stores selling out on the first day of sales and entrepreneuring poachers scooping them up and selling them for twice the price. The Switch can be played both on televisions and as a standalone device. But there's a problem. Thousands of owners of Nintendo's new console, Switch, have complained about dead or stuck pixels creating distracting and annoying dark squares on their screen. That would be horrible. Nintendo said that such pixels were normal and should not be considered a defect. In other words, it's your problem, not theirs. But one analyst said in response to the online photos that it was unbelievable Nintendo had let them leave the factory. On a Reddit discussion thread, one user said that he had returned his to the store, and since it was making news, the store let him open boxes for a replacement. Three more devices had dead pixels before he finally found one that looked okay. That's Man. crazy. So, I mean, I realize we're Wednesday, and that they were released on Friday. Mm. So they obviously wanted to really hit their deadline, right? They obviously wanted to. Get them to. out. Well, we've seen but, dead pixels before on like computer screens and stuff, but a computer screen being this big yeah, with one dead notice. pixel, I hate that there's a dead pixel, <laughs> but at least it's, you know, it's this big and it's one pixel among them, right? But yeah. when you've got a little tiny thing in your hand and there's one dead pixel and it's only this big, it's going to be like a... Well, that, what that's the thing, right? What causes it pixel? Is it a problem with the actual screen itself? Yeah, well, yeah. it's the, the so, technology behind it. There's, there's, you know, millions of little lights. Mm -hmm. okay. And if one of those lights doesn't work... Then they're just okay There's a it. lot of potential. So the point that I'm making, so there was mm -hmm. the push for timeline to get this out, right? Much the Always same the case, as right? lately with phones yeah. Let's say and Samsung, such, right? right? Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a push to get the product out. 
Mm. Maybe instead of making an unrealistic timeline, actually say to the public, listen, we're just having some issues right now with mm. the screen and we want it to be perfect for you. So instead of March 3rd, we're going to release this. Let's let's just say we're going to release it maybe in another month or two just mm. so that you get a maybe. perfect product. And this seems right? like a good time to bring up Star Trek Discovery. Why? Pourquoi? Because they said it's, <laughs> it's not ready yet. We know we said May, but now they're saying it's going to be sometime later in 2017. See, I respect <laughs> that. That is my point See, exactly. I can respect yeah. that. But it still hurts. But wouldn't mm-hmm. you rather the perfect product... I definitely would. Right? I think Star Trek needs Why? to do it right, as does Nintendo, and Nintendo as should. did Samsung need to, right? Samsung mm-hmm. said, send us your phone back, we'll give you this, this, or this, mm-hmm. and it was reasonable, and yeah, we made a mistake, we're going we're gonna to mm-hmm. make, make good on that. Mm-hmm. Nintendo saying, too bad, so sad, you got dead pixels. Mm. Well, They'll retract that, I bet you. I yeah, bet you they will. They, they will retract to. that, or they will... Crash and burn. It happens with every game's console. Rise. That's 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 the issue. Is that we we've seen it throughout the console generations, especially for example, one of the more famous defects was the Xbox 360, the Red Ring of Death issue, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the thing is that it's a new console. It's in its first weeks of being sure. released, right? We, we are going to early adopters, these. right? We've that's that's why I never pre-order anything yeah. anymore. Um, but uh, I'm not surprised to see these defects. Like, there's even been talk about issues with the two controllers having connection issues. Oh, no. Them trying to, like, update through software. But that's the thing. If it's a hardware issue, you can't yeah. fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think I was not really surprised to hear about this, unfortunately. But then again, I haven't been you around know, Nintendo for a few years. I, don't I like. think it'll get good, and then they'll maybe offer, like, trade in your old one with dead pixels for something else, maybe. Traditionally, I don't know that they will get oh. good, but we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> Listen to me, Nintendo. This is the way it should I think happen. Nintendo should, especially if this, <laughs> is one of, if this is possibly their biggest seller of mm-hmm. all time. And it's only a couple thousand folks that are reporting this issue. But it does sound like... You know, well, it's it, bad PR, right? Oh, and yeah. Oh, word yeah. of mouth. <laughs> Travels fast. Are you an early adopter of the Nintendo Switch or any other product that has been a disappointment for you? We'd love to hear about <laughs> it. Comment below. No, uh, Dennis made a good point. Is no, they're going to make you buy an upgraded one, right? Because sure, it's yeah. like you see a PlayStation Replace like the four, screen, then yeah. PlayStation Four Pro. Yeah, are they going to have like a Switch Pro? <laughs> the new Switch Plus yeah. has no dead pixels. How long? How, how, <laughs> that's, that's your upgrade. That product you thought you were going to get in the first place. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for watching the Category Five TV Newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for f- more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category Five TV Newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Um, <laughs> I really like the new game Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, it's so good. From uh, PlayStation Four, it's a PlayStation Four game, and it's really good. You should get it. Oh yeah. It. Add me up on PlayStation 4, high five. Woo! I'm like, <laughs> I'm way not a gamer, but this week I did host the Pixel Shadow. Oh, let go. That was pretty fun. I actually played a character who is very dear to my heart. Not me, but definitely, um, what are you laughing at? I'm, I'm looking at your username. Do you want me to tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's, it's a very professional username mm-hmm. that you had. Bald nerd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a character in the, on the Pixel Shadow. So season two has begun, and I was the first to host. And okay. so Bald Nerd hosts the hey. first episode. It's like an hour long, and you get to enjoy uh, some gameplay footage and, and some fun. fun stories. And Dennis Kelly was there and a bunch of other uh, folks. Also, More Timer was there. You've seen him on the show. You've seen Mangle Fox 70 on the show. She was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. You can find out more at mindtest.tv. Uh, we've got some uh, viewer comments, questions, and uh, we'd love to jump into those. Do you folks want to take a stab yes. at some? I've got uh, PJ Real. sent us an email. Oh my gosh. You always um, go in order with these. <laughs> when I do them, I like jump Otherwise, all over the I get place. confused. I know. And like, <laughs> when he leaves it up to me, I like, I read this one, then I go up here. She reorganizes my mail. Uh. <laughs> like, like it's like I had it stacked in a specific order here, Sasha. Okay, here we go with PJ's. PJ, I I gave you a summary here. PJ. Okay, so PJ sent us a great email. And in it, here's a quick little excerpt. 
Um, I really need to thank you for the RSS feeds. You may remember in the UK, some of us still have a 10 gigabyte download cap a month, including early hours of the morning, midnight till 8 on, mm-hmm. on my package. Okay. I can get reminders via aggregator. Aggregator, yeah. Aggregator. Mm-hmm. But to download, I'd have to scroll down to the enclosure link, right-click, and save as. Hmm. Sure, I can work out a cron script to do or such to do it. I wish we could get snow like you showed for a couple of weeks ago here in England. Here, less than an inch causes traffic chaos and claims for snow days. Uh, yeah, we see that here too. Yeah. Well, sometimes. But then other times it snows like crazy and we don't get snow days. It's no, ridiculous. You go PJ, outside Vancouver. So PJ. <laughs> yeah. Move to Canada and hang out with us. There you go. Or come visit. Um, Now the snow melted. So, you know, we had that great big deep snow. (laughs) Yeah. And then suddenly it was gone three days later. I know. Now there's nothing. Now it's snowing again, I think. Is it snowing outside? But there was nothing on the ground this afternoon. There was nothing on the ground. Yeah. How does that happen? Knock on wood. (laughs) It rained for like seven days in a row. Oh, that's right. That's what did it. And the warm weather, too. Uh, So, okay. Well, what is PJ talking about? Well, if you head on over to our website, category5.tv, check out our website website there and if you go down to the bottom of the website you'll see our rss feeds right there uh or you'll see subscribe but either of those buttons are going to take you to the same place so you can get us on roku Kodi, plex and then we've got our rss feeds check that out so cool so what pj is talking about is hey thanks for this because here's category 5 technology tv right Mm -hmm. uh you can get high quality hd video you can get sd video or audio only so if you're traveling on the bus you mm-hmm. want to just listen with a pair of headphones or whatever if you like the sultry sounds of my voice <laughs> and you want to wear a pair of headphones while you sleep uh you can do that <laughs> it's just like that so i all right uh so what you do is with this rss feed you can uh click on it and it will open it but you can now add that rss feed to a uh, aggregator like aggregator hmm. but this this all this bunch of text are basically all of our shows. So last week's episode is part of this text feed. So there's how LiDAR technology helped discover the lost city of the monkey god. Oh, such right? a good book. <laughs> and, and it is, yeah. Um, so this has all the information that aggregator or your uh, RSS feed aggregator is, is going to use. Sorry, I didn't realize that was a little bit cut off, but there you, there you have it. That's the full, full size. So it looks like a bunch of jumbled text in your browser, but using something like on your phone, uh, whether you're on iOS or Android, you can install Mm -hmm. what's called Podcast Addict. Go to our website, go to that page on your phone. Once you've already installed Podcast Addict, click on any of those links and it will actually Mm -hmm. add it to Podcast Addict and then it will automatically sync the show as as it goes. That's awesome. So PJ, being that he has, it's like how we want to do our laundry here uh, during off-peak hours because it's going right. to be cheaper. Yeah. So it's cheaper for them to download the show after hours and then watch them during prime time. Right. So you can set up your aggregator to download the show automatically and then you wow. can watch it without using any bandwidth. How That's cool awesome. is that? That is awesome. <laughs> so Very cool. Well, thanks for the email and uh, glad that the RSS feeds are helping you out. Uh, do check out our website, category5.tv. Go to the subscribe link. See what we have there. I'm always trying to improve it, always trying to add things. I really love the consolidated feed. I think that's a really neat feature. Um, so if you actually go high quality video under consolidated feed, it takes the data from all of our shows uh, and it takes a, a second to load on my screen because of the fact that, hey, it's a lot of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So this takes Category 5 Technology TV. Still loading. There it goes. Uh, Oh, it, it came up on my screen anyways. It's not coming up on there. <laughs> I think it killed my, my Wi-Fi. Oh, no. <laughs> but it, uh, it has Category 5 Tech TV. It has New Every Day. It has okay. our clips. It has the, the Pixel Shadow all built into one feed so that you don't have to subscribe to a bunch of individual ones if you like all of our content. So that's one way to do it. There Thanks, you go. PJ. Another one. I've got this. Uh, yeah, some kind words came in I've from NICAD this. that I, I thought we would yeah. NICAD, I was wondering how, how to say that. Nick D. Nick, Nick, okay. Nick D. <clears throat> hey, Robbie F. Oh, this is on. exactly like how NICAD sounds. <laughs> I'm just complimenting Robbie for the night. Um, just watching the latest episode, I just wanted to share my thoughts on Cat 5. After following you for a while, what you're doing is so Awesome. It's true. Yeah, it's it's awesome. awesome. Every every day is awesome. Everything is awesome. (laughs) We (laughs) have copyrights. The shows are fun, informative, and there's just a warm atmosphere. You know what? I I think all of us here are friends, and 
You know what? I think uh, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's a it's a friendly atmosphere. You know, um, and you're giving it out for free. Yeah, and you know it's it's free tech advice, and I think that's really cool to have that resource here, right? So, um, just making all that effort for the good of all of us. So thanks to you, Sasha, and the other co-hosts, and everyone else Henry involved. Bailey. Thank you. Uh, you are good people with a smiley face. Aww, if, you're, if you're watching, you are also good people. Smiley face back with a winky face. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Big that's awesome. Grin Super and tongue awesome. sticking out. So I'm silly. Thanks, Nightcat. That's very kind. I appreciate that. I needed some niceness. You know what? There's more niceness on here. I'm going to skip the cue here. And just oh, are you changing the order again? Brittany Marie. Uh-oh. Hey, Brittany Marie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Who is... Yeah, okay. You demand, Robbie. Demand. The wow. man. Yes. Thanks, Brittany Marie. Okay. I can't there write this stuff. You're demand. <laughs> Wasn't it Brittany Marie who was saying how awesome you were and I was... One, they were one of the people... No, stop! It, what's in the past, you have to let it go. There's a quote about this. So somewhere. I kind of, but I kind of feel like I kind of feel like maybe they're they're mocking me. They're not. No, uh, no caps locks. That that is not mocking. That that's just yelling okay, at okay, you, okay, saying okay. hi, Robert. Right. Move on. What else okay. have we got? Hacker Files was watching our recent discussion with Robert Caps from New Data and mm. says. Having watched this, I just changed my iPhone passcode and turned mm. on wipe oh. my device if 10 failed login attempts. I okay. think the old BlackBerry would wipe the phone after five failed logins. If you have an iPhone or iPad, you can do this. If your phone is stolen and you have one of the major U.S. carriers, they will offer to brick the device remotely with your permission. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, knowing that someone at tech support could brick my phone at any minute. Mm, true. However, it's not in their best interest to brick phones. They'd rather keep you as a customer, but somebody else could brick phones at random if they found a security hole. As far as identity theft, I probably need a new identity, and hoping I'm hoping someone steals mine. <laughs> Just go to like a identity oh, dealer, wah, wah. right? <laughs> <laughs> they will be very disappointed that they wasted their time and effort. Oh, new BMW denied. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. dear. Oh dear. That is great. Hey, thanks for the message. Now, thinking about the you know enter your passcode ten times and it wipes your phone. Mm-hmm. I brought it up when, when we were speaking with Robert from New Data, and the, my fear as a parent of young children who use my phone to play games right. and do this and that, if they set it down for a few minutes and then they pick it up, mm-hmm. it's going to be locked. My fear is that they're going to then just push buttons because that's what kids do, mm-hmm. and they're going to maybe try to guess it, but maybe they won't even, you know, my youngest is six, he may just push it just for the for sake of the pushing sound. the buttons, right? Because yeah. he likes the pop-up that says... So what happens then? Do, do you, you have an Android, right, Robbie? I do, yes. Do you guys have, like, that geolocation unlocking thing where it's like you can set, like, a home location or something? And I've never seen that. Because I have an Acer tablet that I use mm-hmm. for my business, right? And it's a really cheap $90 tablet. Mm-hmm. I think it's still running on KitKat or something older. All right. But it had a feature where you unlock it and it remembers that location. So as long as you don't leave that location, somewhere in the settings, it remains unlocked. Cool. Which it makes sense because it's like if you're just at home, why do you need to lock it again? Right? Yeah, does anybody know more about um, that feature? Maybe GWG. But with that being said, being an iPhone user, I know with like Find My iPhone, yeah. besides being able True, to like yeah. see where your phone is, mm-hmm. you can also like remotely wipe your phone also. Mm. So if you come back from vacation and forgot your phone in like Cuba or somewhere, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, iPhone. You can just goodbye. delete it Access forever. Access denied. Sadly. Hmm. But yeah, I'm so, so afraid of my kids punching in the password. It doesn't change a thing. It doesn't change a thing. Yeah. I'd still be afraid of that I feature. I don't have kids, and I'm still scared of kids maybe doing that with oh, my well, stuff. Oh, think about how many times you butt dial and then realize that, okay, well, it's, it's my, my thigh is setting off the buttons that are to unlock right. my phone, and suddenly I pull my phone out to make a call, and it's wiped. Right. There's another That's fear. Mm. Yeah. Just my thoughts. That's Uh-oh. true. Gambit trucks. Wants to know. Have hey. You, hi. Hi. Gambit Rock. <laughs> um, wants to know. Have you considered the Roland V One HD or the new Black Magic ATEM HD? ATEM. A-tem. A-tem. Oh, good, I did it. ATEM. ATEM. I like. Okay, so okay. what what you're asking, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, is whether we have because we've talked a lot about upgrading. 
you know, how can we upgrade the studio? How can we make it so that switching is more mm-hmm. um, efficient? Because mm-hmm. right now, you know, I'm touching a touchscreen monitor and it works really well. And if I want to like zoom in and do that kind of thing, but I'm using digital mm-hmm. zoom and it's not perfect and, and those kinds of things. So yeah. with, with Telestream Wirecast, with an ATEM, with uh, one of these Roland devices, you, it's a piece of hardware with a bunch of buttons on it. Oh, okay. So instead of software, it's hardware that right. does a similar yeah. kind of thing. You plug all your cameras into it and you push the button. Yeah, it's like a little camera. switcher, right? Mm-hmm. Could you use your foot to do it? You probably could get an external pedal to do it. That would be fun. Yeah. Actually. Do you want to just be able to kick uh, it? And it's like playing rock cameras? band. There you go. Yeah. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Can you trigger it with a drum pad? That'd be awesome. Just and then it just changes. Put it up by Absolutely. And then just flex. Yeah. When you want to change the camera? There you go. <laughs> Watch out! It keeps switching cameras every time I walk on the set. Um, I I haven't really looked at them because they're like a thousand bucks each. Um, and you know we use Telestream Wirecast. I love it. I stand by it. It's fantastic. It does a lot of stuff that those kinds of hardware switchers can't do uh, because it's software. So we're not limited to uh, a hardware device and the capabilities of the hardware. If they want to add a new feature, they add it to the software and it comes out with the next release. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I love that about uh, Telestream Wirecast. Um, there are some advantages to those kinds of switchers, the hardware switchers. In particular, I think of a, an environment where if, if we were doing more in the field stuff, like traveling, Mm-hmm. then I would think that would be something really cool. <clears throat> we have an, an audio flight rack that you can't see, but Henry and Sasha can. <clears throat> it's a flight box, and we can put the lid on it and take it with us. It'd be cool to have something like an ATEM switcher in there so yeah. that if we're doing in-the-field recording, we don't have to take the giant 200-pound server with us. Yeah. Um, that would be kind of cool. But in our environment, we're so stationary that this works really well for us, and I think uh, you know, it's, it's cost-effective. And uh, right. it's kind of the route I want to take is, is sticking with PC. Um, I do have a request. Sure. So my my TV is 4K and mm. I have like a 4K up. I don't. My TV is really high definition. Up converting up, Blu-ray or something. Yeah, yeah. Everything is really super clear. Okay. Can we not do that ever? Us do. Please 4K? no 4K. Oh, you were asking if we could it, not, to never, not do never that. Never do it. Okay. Because y'all like me right now, but I'll tell you, <clears> in 4K. That's clearer than clear. Well, clear. 1080p is clear. This is clear. This is good. 1080p is fantastic. Even what, 720s. Sure. Awesome. But what happens is when we want to zoom in like this, digital zoom means now it's a little bit fuzzy. That's it's the same amount of pixels, but it's like We're you're losing them, them, right? Nice. Yeah, we kind of are. So the next best option might be uh, what's called a pan tilt zoom camera. Okay. And I had the opportunity to look at one of these, mm-hmm. and I've never ever considered it before as a, as an upgrade for the studio. Uh, but how cool would it be for us to get uh, another camera, maybe put a DSLR on either side for the close-up shots that we normally use? Right. But a pan tilt zoom camera allows us to move around the camera as if there's a camera operator with <laughs> optical zoom. Oh, so oh, okay. does it actually track your face, or do you have to like wear like a it little? It doesn't tag? track. I haven't seen one that tracks, but no, it's it's controller based. Oh, okay. So, so you, you set up pre-shot just... shots oh, or right. preset shots, and it would just move and you push a button. You want to see a clip? Yeah. So this, uh, I had the opportunity to try one of these. <laughs> look at that nose. Yeah, look at that <laughs> nose. But look at the clarity. So this is me acting shocked because I've never seen such a cool camera. Uh, this is a PTZ camera from. Uh, <laughs> it's like. Uh, PTZ Optics is the name of the company. So this was just me uh, before hours um, checking things out. So it has a nice autofocus, and I can <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. No, that was a good. I can get story. in there real close, and in a and you can see. Look at my yeah. ear there, how crystal clear that is. So if we were doing product demonstrations and things, and being able to zoom in yeah. with that kind of clarity, now that's how quickly right. the lens will move that's from great. one location to the next. It's like the R two D two camera. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just kind of moving it around there. And there's the controller. And so huh. what I've done is I've set up a couple of presets, but you can. See See the zoom is nice and smooth, so you can get nice zoom transitions, and you can pan it around the screen. Um, So it's actually physically moving the lens, and then when you're when you're happy with it, you can set the shot. So with us, we could have one that zooms in on Sasha, and I just set it just like that. So see, I just set one to five, and I can switch between five, and then go back to four, and it's just like that. And there are that's your entire switcher in your hand. It's, it's kind of like a switcher. So it gives us a whole bunch of new opportunities. And it, even though it's only 1080p, because it has optical zoom, mm-hmm. it gives us this really good 
crystal clarity and the yeah. ability from here that, to be able to control the camera. Is that something we could do? It's something that would cost us a couple of thousand dollars just to get started. It's something we could do. It's something Down that, the road. hypothetically, we could do if viewers like you wanted to stand behind a project mm -hmm. like that, uh, which would be an upgrade. So we would add that as a third camera here on the set. Mm -hmm. And it may be the answer to some of the questions we've had. How can we improve the video quality? Mm -hmm. You look at Sasha's camera, which unfortunately went a little dark here, and no, that's because of the... Okay. <laughs> that's the exposure. Um, I, I think I said it incorrectly. But that is how clear that 1080p camera is uh, just a DSLR. So one on either side of us, we have two, this is one, and, uh, and then a PTZ in the middle. Mm -hmm. And we'd be able to move that camera anywhere on the set, including down on the desk, so that we can get close-ups of product and things like that. Or we could get like a 360 camera and have like a VR. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we have, could just watch every We have view. 360 cameras. <laughs> it is a brutal amount of work. I love yeah, it. I think it's it. awesome, but it's so much post-production. It's <laughs> way too much work. Yeah. This is something we can work on the fly, live, hit record, hit stop when we're done, and the show's over and we're good to go. So, I love it. What do you think? Post your comments below. If you want to support it, please head on over to donate.category5.tv. Uh, throw a little bit in the tip jar or a lot if you're able. Uh, as I mentioned, it's going to cost uh, at least a couple of thousand dollars in order to get uh, that going uh, with the camera that we were looking at. I'd like to see something like that with a controller that is not a TV remote style controller. Right. You can get something that will just push a button and it will, it will switch to the different shots. Like uh, but that's something that you know hopefully will be in the cards for us in the future and we're all volunteers here so we appreciate all your support and uh, regardless of whether that's something you want to support um, please do consider supporting us on patreon that helps us to pay our rent each month and uh, all the other expenses that we have here at the show so thank you very much for all of those of you who have been supporting us and also buying through our partner links and all the other cool ways that you can pitch yeah, in there's mm -hmm. tons to help of us out fun cool ways and mm -hmm. y'all are great Cheers. all right one more one more one more all right uh -huh. Oh, this is another one. Um, C120AD was watching our interview with Robert Caps and says, oh, mm, cool. in reference to the stupid questions they ask to help identify you as the account owner. Ah, the easy I mentioned those. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite dog? What, who was your favorite first grade teacher? The easiest this solution teacher. is to make up <laughs> answers that would be difficult to guess. And then just make sure you have a way to remember them. Hmm. Like so. what's your favorite pizza topping? And then you say spaghetti. That's weird. Right, but don't huh. do that now, because now everybody now, knows. Now it's taken. Yeah. Now we know your password, Sasha. Yeah. Or it's like reverse psychology. It's like, I can't be spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, because she said it on live air. Name the That's worst right. teacher. <laughs> Who's the worst teacher I've ever had? Noodle. Hmm. All right, <laughs> so uh, it's all the time that we have for tonight. But I mentioned, okay, next week, we have an exciting Ooh. show for you and the kids, okay? <laughs> Whether they be your kids, grandkids, kids that come in from the street, just make sure you let their parents know oh that they're on their way to watch Category 5 TV. And if they're Gather really them from around. the street, build them a, uh, a house. Out yeah, of 3D print them a house, please. Yeah. There you go. Um, but uh, we are doing a March break, March break special next week. We've got some kids here in the studio. We're going to do some fun projects. Everything from stop motion video uh, to mind test, a, a free alternative to Minecraft. We're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at all kinds of cool technology. And even my six-year-old son has demanded in such a darling cute little way that he be able to demonstrate retro gaming no way Yay. no way good so he is so excited about are, that are you proud he can't of wait i'm so you guys have proud a retro of him. pie yeah we have something that i can't even tell you yet okay we're gonna look at it next next wednesday tomorrow. night it's a reason tomorrow. to come Maybe back next week next week and take a look at <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Or if you're watching these have. later, just, you know. The <laughs> Click the link. Bring the kids, though. We're going to make sure that there is no swearing. So oh. that, that's what it'll be like. <laughs> Censored category. <laughs> family, family. That's what happened last week. That's what the bells cool. are for. It's just the censor bells. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. So hope to see you next week and, uh, and your kids and grandkids as well. And uh, looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. Got that's some fun. great plans. So we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody.